Did you know you are physically adapting to all your swiping, scrolling, and tapping? We're changing our bodies and what they're able to do through our habits. NPR's Body Electric, a special interactive series investigating how to fix the relationship between our tech and our health. Listen in the TED Radio Hour feed wherever you get your podcasts. A tiny solution to the state's big housing shortage. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, how a lone Kansas cottonwood has become a folk legend. When we go by the lucky tree, we honk four times and everyone lifts their feet off the floorboard. But first, like much of the nation, Wichita is struggling with a limited supply of affordable housing. On top of that, inflation and rising interest rates have pushed new home prices even higher. But one Kansas business is hoping tiny homes can be a solution to the housing crisis. Celia Hack has more. At 22 years old, Mary Lowell wants to buy her first house but her and her fiancé's budget means limited options. Anything that we could afford right now, we would have to fix up quite a bit, which would be a lot of extra costs on top of that. Lowell works for a company called Micro Mansions, which sells ready-made tiny homes. The three-person business has a warehouse in Columbus, a southeast Kansas town, that packages the homes into kits for individuals or developers to assemble. One of the homes was built in Wichita in Delano, where Lowell operates it as an Airbnb. My fiancé and I are actually, we've been discussing after we get married building one. If we built one of these, it's still cheaper than buying a house and renovating it. Only three micromansions have been built. But as housing prices grow, founder Abby Nelson is hoping her tiny homes can fill a big affordability gap in the market. It's a gap she experienced herself when she looked to buy a house in Wichita more than five years ago. It inspired her to start the business. Housing in that missing middle, like new construction at a price point that is more affordable, that's less than 150000 it wasn't out there. Nelson said the tiny homes cost between $120,000 to $150,000, including land, labor, and the kit itself. Developer Chris Candiglia is constructing some of the homes in Fredonia, Kansas, to sell between $165,000 and $170,000. Believe you me, I have had comments up the yin-yang about this because there probably hasn't been a new home built in Fredonia in probably, oh my gosh, it could be 40 years. Meanwhile, it's difficult to build a new standard-sized single-family home for less than $300,000 in Wichita, according to Stan Longhofer, the director of Wichita State Center for Real Estate. Coniglia says housing-starved rural communities like Fredonia need the lower prices the tiny homes offer. We've got to build something here that our workforce can afford. The tiny homes are typically more expensive per square foot than a standard house, though. Micromansions range from 200 to 1,000 feet and can have up to five bedrooms. Here's Nelson. I call this kind of like a Midwest tiny house because it, it does have full eight-foot-high ceilings, full-size kitchen appliances and cabinets. You know, it's, it's more comparable to, like, an apartment. From the outside, the micro-mansion in Delano looks anything but tiny. It's just as tall as the houses next door to it. It's only inside that the limited square footage becomes apparent. But Lowell, who operates the Airbnb, has grown to love the home. That's not the case, however, for everyone. 
In 2018, Micromansions proposed a community of tiny homes in Wichita that many neighbors loudly opposed. The development still hasn't been built, and Nelson says her company is considering whether that location is right for the tiny homes development. Our biggest challenge right now is the perception. So it's kind of our job to help show people that it looks nice and it's well built and it's quality, you know, and it's something that's going to improve your community. For KMUW News, I'm Celia Hack. To read more of Celia's story on micromansions, go to KMUW.org. Kansas has plenty of trees, cottonwoods and elms, Osage orange and ash. But as Becky Tanner explains on this month's Hidden Kansas, we've only got one lucky tree. There is a tradition among many travelers on Highway K-96 between the Bentley and Mays Road exits. Honk as you go by the lucky tree. Just ask Kathleen Foster, who recently retired after a long career at Hutchinson High School. I had the privilege of working there when there was an outstanding football season and basketball season, as well as debate and other activities. And the students that I worked with taught me that when we go by the lucky tree outside of Mays, we honk four times and everyone lifts their feet off the floorboard. The lucky tree is a massive cottonwood that's nearly 150 years old. Its leaves tremble in the spring and autumn breezes, and its branches sway during summer storms. It's between mile marker 276 and 275.8 on the west side of the road. When that section of K-96 was widened in the 1990s from two lanes to four, The road was designed to preserve the tree. You've undoubtedly passed it if you've ever traveled K-96. But did you honk? Unlike most cottonwoods, the Lucky Tree has its own Facebook page with more than 5,800 followers. According to the page, it's been called the Lucky Tree, the Good Luck Tree, Honking Tree, and the Memory Tree. Here's Foster again. Hutch High has many, many traditions, and the Lucky Tree is one of them. It brought us great luck and state championships. Each person who travels the highway and gives a nod to the Lucky Tree has their own personal style of honking. Those who honk once, those who honk multiple times, some honk and do a backward wave, many more simply drive by. We honked four times. I was a van driver many times for these students, particularly for the Scholars Bowl and math relays. We honked four times, dut, 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 and everyone lifted their feet off and cheered. It was very methodical and very much a tradition. But if she's in her personal vehicle, Foster says she has another honking style that takes over. I honk one time and I do not lift my feet off the gas pedal. (laughs) For The Range, I'm Becky Tanner. Hidden Kansas explores intriguing spots across our state. You can read more about the Lucky Tree at KMUW.org. And one last thing. As temperatures drop and winter draws ever closer, Wichita's emergency homeless shelter is opening late. 
And that illustrates the difficulty of trying to solve homelessness issues in Wichita. Nonprofit leaders, along with city and county officials, worked for months to find a new shelter. It took them longer than they thought, and in the process, they managed to upset people in several neighborhoods. Homelessness is a complex and stubborn issue. It's also expensive. And it's not just a Wichita problem. It's a community problem, and will take a community to solve it. Sedgwick County Commissioner Ryan Beatty is right when he says, we can't hide from these challenges. And we shouldn't. Some of our most vulnerable neighbors are counting on us. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Carly Cooper, Jonathan Huber, Beth Golay, and Luann Stevens. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.